Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening today to Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it's a delight to have you with us today. We are connecting by way of Zoom with a young lady named Stacy Diffendaffer. I got that right, didn't I? Yes. Stacy, hi, good yes. to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I wish everybody could see your your smile because you've got that great. Um, what, what was it? What was that? Pepsodent. What was that t- toothpaste they used to talk about? You have that that great something smile. What maybe Colgate? Maybe Colgate, smile. Colgate smile. So, but we're glad to have you on the podcast today. And uh, I know that her story is going to be one that many of you are going to benefit from, and no doubt a story that you're going to want to share with others. I was privileged to connect with her through LinkedIn, and we have talked numerous times. And now we're here today recording. She's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. She is a Christian nonfiction author, recently released a book. Uh, She's a speaker, has spoke at conferences, and she's been on a number of podcasts, and she is married to her husband, Jose. And so, again, they live there in beautiful Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Again, Stacy, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, I told you as we prepared for this that one of the things I'd like for you to do is kind of just uh, get the have the audience get to know a little bit about who you are and some of your hobbies, maybe even some things you did in, when you were young and maybe even things today. So kind of tell us a little bit about who Stacy is. Absolutely. Well, I was born and raised in a very small town in northern Arizona called Chino Valley. There, I enjoyed doing things like riding horses, riding motorcycles. I was the type of kid that uh, not only had a lemonade stand, but I built it. I would build the structure really? around it. Yeah. Oh my, just, that's amazing. Okay. I loved to build things. That is so <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I love to do things with my hands, and I was uh, really into sports. And uh, I, I, when I married my husband, Jose, we moved around a lot for his company. Mm-hmm. So we moved almost all over the Southwest. And then finally uh, made the journey over here to the south. Wow. And yeah, uh, here I actually still enjoy building things. So we have a business where we remodel, we buy and remodel houses and then turn them into rental properties. That's neat. Well, that is, and you know, you know, I'm on my kitchen project. I think I told you that mm-hmm. I'm working on my kitchen. So it's a shame you're so far away because I could let you, you know, I got things I could let you do. 
<laughs> that you would help me out. So are you kind of the do-it-yourself fixer-upper kind? Of, I mean, are you the kind of lady who likes looks at the YouTube or goes to Pinterest or somewhere and, and you say, hey, I can do that? Yeah, I I do. Uh, I like to watch HGTV every once in a while to get ideas. But really, that I did a lot of research at the beginning because I'm a, I'm a researcher. I love researching. Uh, okay. Okay. So I did that. And once I kind of found my uh, niche in decorating and, and doing all those things, then I really ran with it and actually stopped watching those shows and kind of developed my own style. Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, again, I'm so glad that you're on the podcast. I, I don't see the cowboy boots or cowboy hat, but... No, not from, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Huh? There not probably so was a time, right? There was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Stacy, so delighted you're here today. Stacy has an incredible story to tell, and that's why we've got her here on Hope Along the Journey, and because she's got a story of hope and redemption, and we want to get into that story today. So, Stacy, if you would take our listeners by the hand and lead them back to some of the events that happened in your life that God has redeemed for his glory that have kind of shaped you into the person you are today and provided you the ministry you have today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Well, I have endured a lot of adversity um, throughout my life. And it started from a very young age. One of the most impactful times was when I was 16, I lost my virginity to rape. I was also 16 when I got into a relationship with a man who physically abused me when he drank and he was an alcoholic. So he drank often. He would do things like throw me down stairs or slam my head into a wall. And uh, it took me a while to get out of that relationship. I, you know, I, I was in it for a year. Uh, later in life, I was roofied by a man who tried to rape me. And that made me so incredibly sick. I should have been hospitalized. Mm. But I, I got through that. And thankfully, my friend actually got me away from him before he could. Uh, when I worked for a search engine optimization company, the CFO of the company became friends with me, and he seemed like a really nice guy. We hung out outside of work for I mean, a long time, and one day I told him that I was having trouble paying my bills that month. I was I, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't asking for help, but I was confiding in a friend. And he told me that he would be happy to pay my bills that month if I performed a sexual act on him. I told him, no, I'll, I'll figure something out. And he stopped talking to me and I was let go from my job. Wow. So That had to be uh, painful. Yeah, it really was. And I, you know, realized later in life that he was grooming me for for that you know that that was his uh intention and that that friendship was just a way to get me to trust him and relax around him uh there was another time that i entered into a business deal with a male friend and he stole twenty five thousand dollars from me 
I wasn't able to recoup that. And all of that happened uh, before the age of 24. So really young in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, you know, we're still trying to uh, develop our view, our worldview. Mm -hmm. And so that really made me develop a worldview that uh, men were not uh, trustworthy, that they were bad and they were a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I categorized a group of people into bad based on my past hurts. And I did it as a way to protect myself. But really what that did was it started to destroy me and all of my relationships because it was based on a lie. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, when I was 24, I started an insurance agency and I got really sick. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is a chronic illness. Pretty soon I couldn't work at all. I lost my business. I lost my home, my car, everything. And it was around that time that I met Jose, the man I would marry, and we fell in love and, um, you know, he, he understood what was happening, that I wasn't able to work, but uh, we got married. We were just so happy, you know, even though I, I was, had health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got married, we, things started to change. I, I became so sick that I was bedridden. So now we couldn't even have any fun together at all. And he had to travel 50% of the time for work. So he was gone out of town every other week. He would come home to a house that was a mess. And so was I. I had severe depression. I cried constantly. I felt completely hopeless. I had terrible anxiety, uh, panic attacks. And I just really couldn't take care of myself. I felt like my life had been completely stolen from me. I had nothing left but a marriage and I, and my, my marriage was falling apart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so difficult, not only for the person who is experiencing um, illness and depression and anxiety, but the people who live with those people, because they feel helpless and, you know, they feel like their, their life can be stolen from them too. So, you know, my, my husband, Jose became really angry and bitter and he just, he resented me. And he told me a lot that he, this is not what he signed up for. He didn't want this. And, um, we fought constantly and I, I thought for sure I was going to lose the one thing that I had left. And Mark, I was so depressed and so hopeless that I asked God every, all day long, every day to just take my life, please God yeah. in my life. But, you know, God, God is bigger. Um, to me, yeah. that would have been an act of mercy, but he has a bigger vision and he had plans for me that far exceeded what I could ever hope or imagine. Yeah. As Jeremiah said, to give you a hope and a future. And that's what he wanted to give to you. 
I, I hear your story, Stacy, and, and I've read your story too from your book. And I have to say, every time I hear this, it, my heart hurts as I, I hear everything because there's so much compounded pain, so much compounded grief, loss, disappointment, heartache, you, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I mean, you're just, you're, you know, and to the point where you're just, you're despairing of life. And, and to me, that's such a vulnerable and sad place when people reach that point where they just despair. But thank God you didn't fully despair in the sense that God had something better for you. So I'd like for you to just kind of share with us what was kind of, what was that turning point? What were some of the events and things that happened? Because that's not who you are today, Stacy. You still suffer, right, with your some of your physical illness and problems. Yes. But you're not that person today. How did you get from where you were to the woman you became? Yeah. Uh, well, one of the things that happened was I I started reading the Bible. I had been a Christian from uh, you know I was raised a Christian from from a baby but and I had read my Bible and I prayed a lot I I felt like I had a relationship with God and I did have a relationship with God but I also you know had these false mindsets too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I started to read the Bible from the very beginning and I came across the part where Moses asked God to reveal himself to to Moses and he did. And I thought, wow, that is what I want. If God loves Moses that much, maybe, maybe he would love me that much. Mm -hmm. And so that became my new prayer. Instead of God, take my life. Mm -hmm. It was God reveal yourself to me. And he did. He started to, he, he gave me the ideas to start watching documentaries about eating whole foods. And I started to heal a little bit at a time. And, uh, and I, I started to find these resources that I needed. Um, and pretty soon I stopped taking the, the 13 medications that I was on. And, um, I think I, yeah. And, you know, and just gradually God continued to show me how to heal and to, and, you know, he didn't just heal me miraculously because Mm -hmm. then I would have continued down to do the same things I was doing, but instead he showed me how to live. So, um, you know, I, I'm gradually getting a little bit better at a time and, my marriage is still uh, on the rocks. As I as I heal, we're able to have a little bit more fun, but we still have this terrible, deep seated hurt that we have put upon each other. And so, because of that, you know, we just still lived in this mindset of mm-hmm. of communicating in a way that you know I'm going to tell you what to think and I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> And yeah. we all know that, that works really works, well. doesn't it? When both parties are, yeah. 
we're not listening, but you better listen, right? That's right. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Got the souvenir coffee cup and T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so in that time, I was still really concerned. I really believed that I could lose my marriage at any moment. We started attending a church. We, you know, I, I said, mentioned that we moved all around the Southwest. Uh, we moved to Santa Fe mm-hmm. and started attending a church there um, that was advertising a program called Celebrate Recovery. This program is a 12 step program mm-hmm. that is not just for, you know, like AA is for Alcoholics Anonymous and NA is for Narcotics Anonymous. This is for anybody with a hurt, hang up, or habit. And it goes through the 12 steps. And it's a little different because instead of saying a higher power, it's a Christ centered. So our higher yes. power mm-hmm. is Christ. It's a great program, right? Yes. And so we were sitting in church and um, my husband kind of elbowed me in and said, Hey, maybe we should do that. And I elbowed him back and said, maybe you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> because again, oh, he was the problem, right? That's not precious. Me. <laughs> I'm not the problem. You are. Yeah. Maybe you should you do are. that. Yes. Okay. And then our marriage will be perfect. <laughs> it's so priceless. Okay. <laughs> so, so you know what he did? And that was something that we we both needed. He he wanted us both to be there, but he took that step and he started doing what what we both should have been doing. And I, um, you know, we're still having marital problems, but I did start to see a change in him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Um, and there was one particularly particularly bad fight where I thought this is it it's over if I if something doesn't change and so that's when I started to uh, engage in the program and it was absolutely amazing Mark I it was a a 12 month program a one-year program and we went twice a week and it it helped us to face our pain Mm -hmm. to stop hiding or running from it to stop numbing it. And, you know, we, we numb our pain Mm -hmm. uh, through coping mechanisms and it doesn't always have to be a substance. It can be anything. In my case, it was anger, fear, trying to control people and situations. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was all of these just really, um, these things that were controlling me, and I didn't yeah. realize they were self-destructive, that. and yet you thought it was self-preservation, right? Absolutely, it was a lie. Yes, yes, yeah. So this began a, a healing process for you all, and you were in it. What did you say? A year, something like that. You were in the pro- How yes, long one year. Mm-hmm. Wow, I yeah. can tell you're a believer in this program, mm-hmm. aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was our saving grace. It really was. That's great. And I'm so thrilled to hear, you know, you think about that pivotal Sunday morning. You know, it's amazing, Stacy, how oftentimes the hinges of our future swing on that one decision that changes the trajectory of our life. It's like we 
we switch the track. Now, we're not where we need to be yet, but mm-hmm. boy, that moment when we switch a track and say, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to get some help. And that was just like such an important moment for you all. So that's great. So that's been a a couple years ago. So just a couple, right? So here you are (laughs) and things have moved on. So there's so much I'd love to talk to you about. And and we'll get you back sometime, Stacey, and talk a little Mm -hmm. more about maybe some of it, because I'd really like to hear a little more about the whole marital healing process and some of those things, because that's 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 an incredibly important discussion. But Tell us now, bring us to where Stacy is today, and as a result of the trauma, the hurt, the pain, then the healing, where are you at today, and what doors has got open for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, first of all, uh, God... I, I was healed and, you know, from a lot of the, the hurt and trauma, I was able to forgive mm-hmm. all of the people who hurt me and really start to live in freedom. Um, but one of the things I realized that I was doing also was just, I was so busy um, looking for the, the bad or the sin in other people and God really put it in my heart that if I am busy, if I'm busy pointing mm-hmm. at somebody's mm-hmm. sin, I'm not pointing at him who is the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's actually blocking me because all I'm seeing is sin. I'm not seeing the solution and the abundance and freedom and all those things for myself and for other people. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that, you know, once I started categorizing a group of people, which was men, it was really easy for me to make those other categorizations. So, you know, because doctors didn't have the right answers and, you know, some of them didn't treat me well, I started to categorize those people and so on and so forth. So God really worked in me um, even beyond the the program of Celebrate Recovery Mm -hmm. to just lay down those categorizations and to to be able to love people exactly as they are, not as I want them to be, or not what feels right or safe to me, to really be able to see them as an an image of God. They are a mirror image of God. And, you know, God loves them so much. And, And I feel like God has been able to just place that love for people within me And that is my mission for us to all be able to see each other and ourselves as God sees us. And because of this, um, I've been able to write a a book about healing division Mm -hmm. and how we're able to work together on our current issues, the very sensitive issues that it's become very difficult to talk about, mm-hmm. but um, I believe that there is a way to actually come together and unite to work on these issues and do it in a way where we can give people the love that God asks us to give. And he asks us to love people 
as he loves them. And that is a sacrificial love. Absolutely. Yes, it is. And and it's divine love. It's not something we Mm -hmm. can do in ourselves, really. It's just not like I can say, hey, today I'm going to just start loving everybody. God has to do something. His love has to be shed abroad in our hearts, doesn't it? That's right. Tell us uh, a little bit, uh, give some information out like your website and where people could order your book. If anybody wants to order your book, could you give that to us right now, Stacy? Absolutely. Uh, my book is called Unconditioned Love, Healing Hearts and Minds in a Time of Conflict and Division. You can find that on Amazon and it's also, uh, you can click through from my website which is ownyourvictory.com. I love I'm that. Also, oh. Say that again. I just love that <laughs> website. There we go. Say it again. <laughs> ownyourvictory.com. Yes. Okay. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram under my name, Stacy Dippendapper. All right. Spell that last name for people so they, sure. if you wouldn't mind. It's D as in David, I F F E N. D A F F E R. Okay. Four F's in Frank. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to try to spell that. I was going to let you do that one, Stacey. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And and listeners, you do want to go on. You want to look at her website. You want to follow Stacy. Connect with her, uh, and especially for somebody out there that might have some similar hurts, hangups, heartaches, setbacks. Um, it might be good to just reach out and and talk to Stacy and get at least she could help point you maybe in a right direction. So absolutely, I love to connect. Stacy, um, man, I, we could just go on and on, but we'll, as I wrap this up today, just uh, I told you I would ask you this question. So here we go. If you're sitting here having the coffee shop conversation, you're at the coffee shop with somebody who's got the hurts and the hangups, the heartaches the problems. And if you could just have this moment at the coffee shop with them, what would be a couple of things maybe you would say to them to give them some kind of hope admits yeah. what they're going in the midst of what they're going through? Yeah. Uh, one of the things I would tell them is that it's okay to not be okay. You know, I, we, I have really beat myself up in the past for not being okay and we deserve compassion just like anybody else does. It's, we need to um, just give ourselves some compassion and, and know that this is part of the journey, you know, that we are growing and we're always on that journey. So this, this is okay. This is the place where mm-hmm. God speaks to us in our deepest yes, hurt and pain yes. is where God mm-hmm. is so evident where he shows up. And I would just encourage people to pray that prayer. God, reveal yourself to me because I know, I know mm-hmm. he will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would also encourage people to uh, seek help. Mm-hmm. We, we need each other. And, Go, you know, find a program like Celebrate Recovery or um, a counselor that, mm-hmm. you know, a good Christian counselor is always good. Um, that That is so helpful. And just know that 
God is a redeeming God. He is the redeemer. Amen. And, yes, know, he is. Can, yes, he is. Yeah. He, that is just throughout <laughs> my entire story. Praise I can God. count yes. four or five ways. So yeah, it's, it's beautiful. That is. And he does redeem everything we will give to him. Yeah. He will use it for his glory. And as I've often said, you know, and then what happens is our pain becomes our pulpit Mm -hmm. and our sadness and sorrow becomes our sermon and the mess becomes our message to other people. And so God redeems all of that stuff for his glory and honor when we give it to him. Stacy, is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up today? Uh, No, I would just... um... One more prayer that I would encourage people to pray is God help me to love others like you love them. Amen. I think that's so important. We need that right now in in our nation and our culture. We just we need the love of God to show up and do powerful things. That's exactly right. And and of course, you know, it's it's really up to the church of Jesus Christ to be the ones to lead the way when it comes to showing the love of Christ. Well, Stacey, thank you for being on the podcast. It's great. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We will have you back sometime. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. It's been a joy to have you. We'd love to hear from you. So please uh, go on and leave us a rating if you're listening, especially through Apple Podcasts. We'd love to get a a good five-star rating and leave a few comments. Or be sure to email us at hopealongthejourney.com at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you or shoot us a text. Visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. And as we always say and mean it from the depths of our heart, Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. And if you look to Jesus, he'll give you hope along the journey. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, Follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.